What, you have a podcast? Really? Computer. Show the historical documents. It's just time for a theocratic monarchy. King Trump. For life. Let's go. I said, no, no, Sean. I'm going to be a dictator. I said that. Hello and welcome to another episode of Recovery from Politics Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Frame, and today is Friday, February 9th, 2024. Boy, I really thought I'd be spending all day talking about a horrible Supreme Court decision about to happen. Um, if you need, uh, Ellie Mastal over at uh, The Nation has already got his piece up. If you're on Twitter, you can follow him. He gave a, a very long uh, live reaction to the whole Supreme Court thing, and uh, good God, it looks like it could be 9-0. It's, it's even worse than we thought, because even the liberal justices were in on it like uh, it's so stupid because uh trump's lawyer kept arguing the difference between an office and an officer you know because the the president in the constitution is never referred to as an officer however he inhabits an office like the office of the presidency meanwhile uh house senate uh just about everybody else in government is referred to as an officer so his argument is that even the 14th amendment uh, says only officers are, you know, covered by it and everything else is exempt. And I was like, okay, I think you're, you're, you're being a little weird here. Um, I, I think, I think the argument's ridiculous because he also argued that because of that, Trump singularly would be exempt from the 14th amendment. But for example, Biden would not because Biden has been a senator, therefore he has been an officer, he has taken the oath as an officer, so therefore the 14th Amendment totally applies to him and obviously just about every other president we've ever had because typically presidents have served in some capacity in government prior to becoming president. Trump is unique that way. He just jumped right in. He was never in the military, he was never in government, his first job was president. So, you know, he's trying to make that argument and I'm just like... No, that's that's ridiculous. Like that, I, I don't know. It was it was very bad, and uh, the as usual, the Republican justices they actually tried to help him in their questioning. Like it it was really bad. He's not a good guy. I think he he uh, he's a, he was a Texas lawyer who actually came up with the whole like uh, bounty abortion thing. So he's not a very smart guy. Uh, as usual, Kavanaugh. Uh, came across as the dumbest justice. He's the only justice on the court, uh, regardless of what I think about the others. You know, he's the only justice on the court who I actually think, yeah, I'm smarter than you. Like, like I, I listened to his uh, whole, all his hearings and everything else, and even before the uh, the rape allegations, just the first day of hearings, when there, it's typical questions. What do you think of Roe? What do you think of this? Uh, I just sat there the whole time, like this guy is not impressing me. I think I'm smarter than him. Usually, Supreme Court justices are like, okay, I disagree with everything you said, but you sound smart. Kavanaugh does not. He still maintains that. The shocker was uh, Jackson who is Biden's uh, pick for the Supreme Court, uh, she seemed to actually have a good point. So a few days ago, I mentioned that in the immunity case, you know, uh, the argument is that the founders were intelligent guys. They knew how to write words, clearly. And when they were writing the Constitution, at no point did they say, oh, and by the way, the president is immune from prosecution for life, even after he's done. They don't say that. They specifically don't say that. And if they thought that that was a good idea, you'd think that they would add that in, right? Because these guys are smart and they know words. 
Um, so by her logic, she, sa she says, well, the 14th Amendment doesn't specifically cite the presidency. It cites Congress. It cites all these other offices, cabinet level, you know, by name. It calls out specific things, but it does not call out the presidency. And historically, it looks like the first few drafts of the 14th Amendment did cite the president and the vice president. But in the final draft that made it into our Constitution, they are exempt or they, they were omitted. So if, if you go by the immunity thing and, and you argue, hey, if they wanted the president to have full immunity, they would have written that in. That seems like a big deal. The same thing with the, with the framers of the 14th Amendment. If they wanted the president to be exempt they would have added him in and it you know when you take history into account and it's like okay well i want to be consistent i don't want to be like these republicans on the bench who change their mind based on what the issue is and find tiny little loopholes for everything i want to be consistent so i have to say that if i'm of the opinion if the founders wanted the president to have total immunity forever they would have written it in because they were smart people who know how to write words the same thing goes for the people who wrote the 14th Amendment. If they did specifically want the president to be no longer allowed to be president because he was involved in an insurrection, they would have added him in. And I'm not even sure, like, I'm not a lawyer, and I'm certainly not a Supreme Court justice. I don't know if that's a good argument, but that's the best one I heard. And I'm like, well, Okay, it was just shocking to hear that from Jackson, because it does sound like Kagan and Jackson are going to join the other six Republicans. Uh, Sotomayor is the toss-up right now, so everyone's predicting possibly a 9-0, maybe an 8-1 decision. But it's going to be really bad, and we kind of knew it was going to be bad, because at the very beginning, nobody was talking about actual insurrection. Everyone was on process. And that gets you very worried, because... <laughs> I mean, common sense would say if you were involved in an insurrection to overthrow the government, you probably shouldn't be in government. Um, but they weren't interested in that. They were actually interested in everything else. But but anyway, uh, the Supreme Court's not going to save us from this. Colorado and Maine will be forced to have Trump on the ballot. Uh, anything less than eight to one, I would be shocked by, really. Um, but... I, I thought I'd spend all day talking about that. I really did. I thought, you know, today's one of those days where I'm just going to talk about that forever. And it turns out, no, no, that's not what's going on. It's it's way worse. Um, it, it, it got so bad. So very, very bad. Let's talk about it. So I'm going to try to get through this as quickly as possible because there's a lot and I don't want this thing to be three hours long. So apologies. When it comes to Biden's classified documents, the report was released yesterday by a lawyer named Hoor who was appointed by President Trump, which should have been a red flag. But anyway, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, one, yes, your notes are top secret. When I was in the Navy, it was very clear if I take notes on something, I had to get the top secret stamp, stamp that, and then my notes were then top secret. Yes, your notes need to be in an approved safe. At the end of every work day, I would take those notes. I would put them in my safe. I knew many, many people who got in trouble because they accidentally took their notes home when they shouldn't have. The second you write about a top secret thing, the thing you are writing is officially top secret or secret or classified or whatever the hell. So everything that he wrote 
Yes, his notes are secret. Yes, and they train this to every single person in the military. I was in the Navy as an E1. I was taught about all of this. So it really pisses me off that our presidents, vice presidents, and a lot of people in government apparently don't know how the fuck to do this. Pissed me off when Clinton did it. Pissed me off when Trump did it. Really pisses me off that Biden did it because I thought he knew better and also had the gift of, you know, living through the Trump thing. You would think from 2016 to 2020 when Trump was president and 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 all these security issues, he'd be like, hmm, maybe I should make sure my garage is not filled with shit. But he didn't, so screw him. Uh, this was also an issue when uh, Trump revoked ex-CIA director John Brennan's security clearance. Um, so the reason that was a bad thing and the reason you don't revoke... Uh, security clearances just all willy-nilly for no reason okay ex-cia director has built relationships with certain people he knows things that other people just aren't going to know and what will happen is the new cia director or somebody else will be like hmm didn't john brennan meet with so and so get him and then he's allowed into the building he's also allowed to go to the safe pull out his old notes and go over them because you know it's been five years since he met that guy maybe he forgot something so he pulls out his notes of that meeting with the guy and he's like oh yeah now i remember this 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 and this and he can only do that because he has a security clearance. And then because he has the security clearance, he goes to the new CIA director and he's like, hey, here's all I remember about this meeting. So when you go to meet him, you can know A, B, and C. This is a thing that happens all the fucking time. It is a good thing that all these people have security clearances. So unless somebody's an actual security risk and not just your political opponent, you leave them with their security clearance. Because now, hypothetically, unless his security clearance has been returned, John Brennan cannot go back. If the current CIA director or FBI director or even the president wants to talk, well, the president can, but anybody else is like, hey, we should get John Brennan in here. First, they have to clear the hurdle of can he have his security clearance? That's a big deal. So that's why that was an issue when that happened. And yeah, okay. Uh, the other thing, other problem I have with Biden's notes is that his notes were classic cover your ass. This is the thing that really pisses me off. He didn't take these things because, oh, they were sentimental. I forgot all this other stuff. No, he wrote these notes in particular because he was opposed to certain actions in Afghanistan taken by President Obama. And he wanted to purposefully make notes, take copies, and to explain his disagreements for future reference. So that way he could be like, ah, see, here on paper, right here, this is where I disagreed with that bad decision that Obama made. This was clear, cover-your-ass material. And I hate that he did that. That is the stupidest fucking thing to do. Okay? He took these notes strictly so he could make himself look better, feel better, whatever the fuck. It's dumb. It's stupid. He shouldn't have done it. I hate that he did it that way. It's it's not like, oh, this was a thing. Uh, the former president of so-and-so gave me this thing. I mean, for all of Trump's fuck-ups, the few things I wouldn't have cared about, if he had taken uh, the Kim Jong-un love letters, right? If he had taken those... Uh, and been like, well, he wrote them to me. They're mine. You know, who gives a fuck? Like, I wouldn't have given a fuck. I mean, sure, he's got to return them. And I guess if he's going to be a dick about it. But I mean, I wouldn't have cared about those. But, you know, he was he was taking and sharing actual stuff. Now, yes, Biden wasn't sharing this stuff with anybody other than his ghostwriter. Who's also not cleared for any of this shit. Nah. <sighs> I never cared too much about this. Like, when it came to Biden, I never cared too much about it because the law is very clear that intent is required. Biden would have been needed to intend to do harm to, you know, for this to be criminal. And at no point has Biden ever exuded that. Meanwhile, Trump, you know, when he hid stuff, he lied about it. He had other people lie about it. He told them, no, it's mine, screw off. I mean, for years, 
That's another thing that bothers me. It took years. But for years, the National Archives are, like, knocking on Trump's door going, hey, could we have this shit back? Way before anything happened. This is why the argument of, like, oh, my God, I can't believe they raided a former president is bullshit because it's like, dude, they gave him two years to just hand it to him. He didn't even, he didn't have to do anything. He lied so much that they finally were like, man, fuck it. Okay, go. You know, I mean, seriously, if the cops come to your door, knock and say, hey, man, we have a warrant. And you're still like, fuck you. You can't come in. Eventually, they're going to get the big thing that knocks down your fucking door to come in. It's just eventually it's going to happen. But anyway, there was no intent to do this. No one thought it was. I didn't. Rec- I don't recall a single note or anything saying, oh my God, I can't believe Biden did this. He's such a criminal. Like, nobody was thinking that. Everyone knew this would not end in criminal prosecution, which is why I thought at the time the appointment of a special counsel to begin with was absolutely ridiculous and a fireable offense by Merrick Garland, who is the shittiest of attorney general I've ever seen. Never mind that he appointed a Trump appointee Republican to investigate his own president for something that he knew and everyone knew was not criminal. It was not criminal. Nobody knew this. The attorney general could have just sent in a couple FBI guys quietly. Hey, go look at this. Yeah, okay. If and and just it would have been very clear. He could have told the FBI. Okay, FBI, I need you to go investigate uh, the president's homes. Okay, if you find evidence of criminal wrongdoing, then we can investigate. Then we could do that. But for right now, yeah, no. We all know he just forgot this shit. You know. I mean, it wasn't inte- he wasn't gonna like flaunt this shit anywhere. Okay, come on. So, that bothers me. Yes, he should have been fired immediately. Now, another thing. Recall when Attorney General Bill Barr released the Mueller report. He didn't just do it all at once. He had a press conference. He controlled the narrative by announcing the good things first, like Trump didn't commit any crimes and he's not going to be prosecuted, and just omitted all the bad things. Garland just released this whole damn thing, apparently without any review. He had the power to omit certain things, and he did not. Now, zero lawyers would have thought this improper, given what he would have omitted, would have zero to do with the actual investigation. And this is the crux of the problem. The standard operating procedure when a politician or anyone with a half-decent lawyer is being asked questions under oath is to obfuscate with, I don't recall, or even, I'll plead the fifth, which is not an admission of guilt. Biden did not use these statements tactically like Trump has done, or if you're old enough, both Clintons in their investigation love the I don't recall shit. And while last night he claimed he was so offended by some of the questions that threw him off, he also didn't do that. Like, for example, like, regardless of the validity of the questions being asked, there are two that really bother me. And I'm going to read this thing right here. We'll put it up on the screen. In his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. Quote, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? Unquote. And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. In quote, in 2009, am I still vice president? Unquote. He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he, quote, had a real difference, end quote, of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact Eikenberry was an ally whom Mr. Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. End of that. Again, I will note, neither of these questions has jack nor shit to do with the investigation and should have been stricken from the report by a competent attorney general. No one would have balked at this. 
a competent attorney general would have been like, dude, this shit has nothing to do with your investigation. Get it the hell out of this. And he would have been within his rights, within his powers. And again, nobody would have argued with this. Does this, I mean, you've seen it. If you've watched any law show with lawyers at any point, what always happens? The, the opposing lawyer always jumps up, objection, relevance. And the judge always administers a warning to the lawyer like, yeah, keep it on topic, right? That's what should have happened here. The attorney general, who has failed at his job miserably over and over again, let this be released. Questions that have nothing to do with the actual problem, with the thing that he's investigating. <sighs> now, had these questions led to another crime, that would have been different. Again, it's not bad that he asked these questions. It's bad that it's included in the report. Like, there's going to be boxes and boxes of information and the entire, you know, uh, transcript of the interviews with him, with President Biden, those weren't released. The report was. So it's very possible there are more questions in here we don't know about that made everything look good, bad, whatever, but the report has them included, which is the problem. Now, he was vice president from 2009 to 2016. I know this, and it was not me. And while you can argue that he was grieving and perhaps did not remember the exact date of his son's passing, he was off by several years, per the report. So you can be mad at me all you want. But I think you should have the year correct when your son died. Like, just the year. You know, I, I, I don't care about the month. I get that shit, man. You could be like, you know, I know it happened in the fall of 2018. What? I get it. I understand. I'm not a monster. But you should get the year right, man. Like, seriously. And again, we're not talking about an elderly man in his 80s. We're talking about the fucking president of the United States. He has to know certain things. He has to have a certain mental acuity with it, with, about it. Now, he claims in his defense that he gave this interview the day after the October 7th terrorist attacks. First off, why? Why didn't your attorney general be like, dude, we can wait a few days. Can we like just wait until next week? Like push it? aside like i don't care like this is where the lawyer steps in or where the fuck are biden's lawyers who are like sir as your lawyer fuck no you're not doing this like come on massive failure up and down this this is ridiculous um but anyway a lot of people are going to be putting i think too much weight on this press conference last night when he mixed up the president of egypt with the president of mexico that does not bother me um, people make mistakes all the time. What bothers me is Biden was baited into responding to rapid fire questions. He was not supposed to take questions last night. He was about to walk away from the podium and the press started yelling shit at him. And then he turned to him like, I'm going to prove him wrong. And he, he fell into it. He was baited into responding to rapid fire questions from the press. And they were actively trying to get him to screw up. That's what they wanted. Now, the story isn't defiant president, exonerated. The story is, report says president is feeble, confuses Egypt with Mexico. Now, whether the president has a mental problem or not is not the issue. If your goal is to win an election with literal democracy at stake, like you keep telling us, the perception is you're not in control of your faculties. The media is going to actively try and get you to screw up. They just did it last night. 
If there is a debate between Trump and Biden, both Trump and the moderators are going to try to get him to screw up. That's going to be their goal in life. Every single, every single question aimed at him is going to be scrutinized and broken down and found the gaff, find the error. In 2020, he posed himself as the sane, rational, intelligent candidate against Trump's shit-talking, rambling, bombastic candidacy. He cannot do that now. There is no easy fix for this. The only way to fix this is for Biden to basically be interviewed constantly, daily, and never screw up between now and the election. He has to string across dozens of interviews and press conferences and display utter perfection. Any tiny slip-up will be amplified and used against him. And he's going to have to do all of this against a press that is actively now trying to get him to screw up. No journalist is going to let him go easily. Even the best and brightest of us will fall victim to making a mistake under such scrutiny and attacks. It's inevitable. Any president would make a verbal mistake. Obama would. Okay? It doesn't matter. They, they work extremely long hours, except for Trump. But, you know, if you take the job seriously, you're probably getting three to four hours of sleep a night. And you're constantly being just absorbing information. And then it's your job to take that information calculate a response, and then communicate that information back to us and everyone else? I called President Biden's loss in 2024 inevitable. The second Garland appointed a special counsel over those documents. At the time, I made that decision based on Garland handing Trumpers a perfect both sides argument. Because look, now they're both being investigated for documents. This is so much worse. It is a hole I don't think he or honestly any president can dig yourself out of. Um, I mean, the perception is now he does not have his mental faculties. I, I already said now he has to bat a thousand between now and November. And that's not possible for any human being, let alone an 80 year old. Like, it's, it's just not. <sighs> Maybe. If the polls were in his favor and the United States was poised to hand him a double-digit win against Trump, but that's not the case. He's already losing every battleground state. Like, I think it was just this last weekend, there was a poll that said he's losing every battleground state to Trump. Not even close. It's not even like two or three points. It's like well beyond the margin of error. So he's already in this hole. Uh... He's losing every battleground race. His mental acuity and age are already his number one liabilities. That's almost impossible to disprove at this point. He's gone headfirst into supporting a genocide and is losing in Ukraine. Yes, the Republicans are involved, but that doesn't mean he's not the president while it's happening. If he were as universally unlikable as Clinton was, I'd say he has the deck stacked against him worse than any other presidential candidate ever has. Um, I, I don't see a way out. I, I just don't. Need more coffee. Mm. Okay. So what's the fix? Um, it's not easy. Everyone's gonna hate it, but I honestly don't see another way out. So, my magical fix for this shit situation we've been handed. Step one, Vice President Kamala Harris should invoke the 25th fucking amendment. Uh, the cabinet should go ahead and remove Biden. And this is barring Biden just like reading the tea leaves and getting out himself, but I don't think he's going to. Um, he has this mentality of, 
I was born to do this. I mean, the man's been running for president since 1980. He's not going to, I don't see him giving up at this point. He might have been talked into not going for a second term earlier, but now it's, it's too late for that. Newly sworn in President Harris's first act should be to fire Merrick Garland. Do not ask for his resignation. Fucking fire him like Trump would. Just put it out in a tweet. Fuck you, dude. Get the fuck out of here. You are not my attorney general. Newly elected or newly sworn in President Harris should then announce that she is not running for president. Um, there's, there's too much on her plate. Honestly, this should be a springboard towards uh, 2028. Honestly. She has too much on her plate. She has a genocide in Israel. Ukraine is getting screwed by Republicans in Congress. Just come out and be like, I cannot begin a presidential campaign this late in the game. And do all the things. Just just do that. Biden should accept the removal. Um, I think he should float his choice as vice president for Harris. Be like, hey, I, th- I think this person would be a good person. And he should do that publicly. He's like, I would pick this person and... And the Senate would approve them, you know, whatever. And say, you will fully support the eventual nominee in the convention. DNC, good lord, fix your shit. You have a short time and Dean Phillips is the only guy left and he ain't it. Guy's an idiot. Um, thinking Marianne Williamson wishes she would have held off on dropping out for by just like two days or so. Dems, don't screw this up. You have to go young you can't let some old fucker like joe manchin sneak in and try to be the savior don't don't do that pick someone every dem needs to publicly endorse that one immediately yes this is going to look like a shady backroom deal but we are on a very condensed timeline and the primaries have already begun the American people accepted it when everyone dropped out and endorsed Biden last time. I don't think it's going to be a problem this time. Another thing is, this is not the time to try and appeal to certain demographics. You are picking young because you just kicked your octogenarian to the curb for being old. Other than that, do not try and force a woman or any person of color or sexual identity into this position. This is not the time. Now, if you honestly think you have the perfect young candidate who happens to be a woman or person of color or sexual identity, by all means, go with that person. But do not force it. Choose the best candidate, period. That's it. Now, that's what I think they should do. As for my own personal choice, I have long been a fan of Pete Buttigieg, not because I love his politics. He is a classic corporate Democrat. I hate those fuckers. However, I do think he is the single best communicator that the party has right now. He is smart. He speaks very well without talking down to you. That is actually very hard to do. And he is young. I think that's kryptonite to Trump. Okay, Trump needs someone who makes his gaffes not look so good. Buttigieg isn't going to gaff, right? Not, not in like an old way, not, not the way Trump does, you know. Um, we're not worried about MAGA. They're going to vote for Trump or whoever makes the left cry the most because that's their politics. It's all personal grievance and revenge. 
zero Democrats are going to win them over. This is the mistake of the Biden campaign right now is they keep trying so hard to win over Republicans. And I'm like, dude, they really don't like you. Like, why does every Democratic president in my lifetime try so hard to be liked by the Republicans? It fucking drives me crazy. Um, Biden actually believes there are still good Republicans. There are not. They're all garbage people, every single one of them, and they deserve to lose repeatedly. They've embraced the lost cause so much that they've become the lost cause. But Buttigieg can speak to centrists and independents. He can certainly calm the never-Trump Republicans who, they say they're never-Trump, but eh, I don't know about that. I, I think I think if this were any normal Democrat versus, say, like Nikki Haley, I think, I think Haley would win. I, I think those never-Trump Republicans would be like, yeah, bye, Democrats, bye. Even though the Democrats have worked so hard to get them to love them. Uh, I would love Bernie, but again, uh, Biden has made age completely toxic right now to a presidential campaign. You can call it ageism all you want. It is now a political reality. If you are really old, people are not interested right now in that for president. I have no problem with it. I'm just telling you what it looks like the rest of the country is saying. And the rest of the country right now, every single time there's a poll, every single time there's a post on social media is constantly saying the same thing. Oh my God, we hate old people running this fucking country. Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein. I mean, it's just a long list of old people and we're so tired of it. Mitch McConnell has his moments. Biden has his. Trump has his. It's, it's a thing right now. I hate it, but it's true. Nobody wants it. Maybe it's ageism. Maybe it's just the fact we do have too many old people in charge and they are making too many mistakes to the point that that's now the narrative. And it's unfair to ones that aren't doing that. From my knowledge, I don't think Bernie Sanders uh, is, is making the same kinds of screw-ups, but also the microscope isn't on him as much these days. He has been very much silenced, thanks to Biden. So, you know, we're, we're talking about preserving democracy, and if that is your goal, and if you truly believe that Trump is an existential threat to it, then you have to be very serious about it. You have to be pragmatic about it. You have to get Biden out of there sooner the better. I don't think Harris is it. I certainly don't think she can move from vice president to president to also candidate for president on this condensed timeline. I think the presidency, with all that's going on in the world, with all that is going on with Congress and everything else, is just going to be way too damn busy. I, I mean, if there was ever an argument that presidents should be limited to a single term, this is it. Honestly, the presidency is now such a demanding job. I do question whether even the best of them can campaign and do the job well. Um, it, it, it just is. But I, I don't think that she should do it. I think, honestly, she should focus on doing a great job right now. And then 28 or 32, the next time it becomes available for her, she should run and be like, hey, guys. I was president for 10 months and I didn't blow the world up and I did a good job. Like people would want her to run again if she could prove she could do the job. 
And then, you know, no longer Hillary, it would be Harris is now the most qualified person ever to run for president kind of deal. She's actually done the job and done it well. Um, which is the only reason I'm against her. I, I, I don't have a problem with her. I haven't seen her be capable, you know, at, at like somebody I would be like, yes, you should be president. Like, I haven't seen that yet. That doesn't mean she doesn't have it. It just means I haven't seen it. Um, it's very possible she's got it in her and just needs the opportunity and this could be it. But I don't think that someone jumping into the re into the race on February 9th, 2024, and also jumping into the presidency at the same time, I, I don't I think that's a recipe for failure. You're either going to, to end up neglecting the campaign or the world. And that's not fair to us as people. So I want somebody who is not worried about that right now and can just focus on it. Again, Dean Phillips is not it. Uh, he believes that mass mandates are harmful. And so that just immediately, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. You're, you're done. You're trying to appeal to a certain demographic that honestly should die off. Quite frankly, anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers. Yeah, no, I don't care. I hope you catch all the things and just, just go away. Eliminate yourself from the gene pool. I don't care for you. I certainly don't want my politicians trying to get cozy with you. You're gone. Anyway, uh, very sad Friday. Um, I, you know, I guess it was doomed to be sad because at first I was setting all this up to talk about the Supreme Court thing. And, uh... Yeah, that turned out to be the not-so-fantastic thing yesterday, but, but it wasn't even, like, the number one thing. It was, it was the number two thing. And the number one thing was that the president was exonerated of any wrongdoing, but honestly only because he couldn't recall certain things. And, and I mean, the, the guy, he wrote in the... Her, her wrote in the brief that uh, the, one of the reasons he's not prosecuting Trump, or, excuse me, Biden, is because he thinks Biden would come across as just an old guy who forgets things and no jury would convict him. And I'm like, that's not a reason not to do that. No, no, no. Um, it, it was really bad. Uh, really, you only have to read the summary. It's the first 15 pages of the thing uh, to get the gist of it. Um, and all the rest of it, honestly, you can read the whole thing, but it's like, it's like 350 pages. I don't blame you if you're not going to. I would suggest you know, reading the articles on it, like, like go to actual newspapers and, and read the articles. So at least you get a, a good idea of what the hell's in this thing. Cause the more you learn about it, the worse it gets. One of the worst defenses I saw, uh, was that, well, Reagan was senile at the end and, and no one cared about that. And I'm like, no, that was not, no, that's the wrong lesson to take from that. The right lesson is if you have a senile president, you invoke the 25th amendment and get him out. Um, like seriously, Bush Sr. wasn't that damn bad. He would have been fine. Um, he ended up being president anyway, so it wasn't that big a deal. But anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. So tomorrow I am going to create a compilation piece of all my A Block stories from this week. So if you've listened to everything or watched everything today, tomorrow when I put that out, don't. Because uh, you've already heard everything. Um, I'm not going to add anything new to it. If something massively strange happens, I'll put something out Sunday, just a quick brief of like an instant reaction kind of a deal. Uh, but otherwise, I hope to see you guys on Monday. Stay safe, get vaccinated. We'll see you next time.